may be seated. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Supernatural place. I don't want a ho-hum church. I've never wanted a ho-hum church. I never wanted to be ordinary. All right. 2020 has been a crazy year. Everybody wants it to be over. I, and I, I understand that. I have those sentiments uh, also at well, uh, as well. Because um, we have an election going on, everybody knows about. We've got riots everywhere. We've got virus, I suppose, everywhere. We have remote learning, which is different. We've got masks in the name of the Lord. And all this very stuff is nothing but distractions. It's distracting the church. It's distracting you and I. It is. Doesn't it bother you? Doesn't it get into you? Sometimes you can feel fear grip you. Sometimes you don't know what to do, what to believe, who to believe, where to go. And I believe it's absolutely distracting. And do you understand? Listen to me. Do you understand? All we need is the presence of God to show up in this place. Do you understand that? I don't care what your problem is. I don't care if the doctor's already signed your death certificate. All we need is the presence of God Amen. to sh show up like he used to when people bellowed out for the presence of God, when they begged God to show up. That's all we need. We have made church <gasps> ho-hum. We have. God hasn't. God is still mighty and powerful. All the earth is still going to cry out. He's going to make all of them bow and their tongues confess. But you and I in the modern day church have made him. Church over? We have. And all we got to do is decide to stop doing that. That's all we got to do. Listen. 1 Corinthians 7.35 says this, And this I speak for your own profit. What's going on now? Not that I may cast a snare upon you, not that I may shame you or put, uh, look down on you. I'm one of you. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely. 
and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. Without distraction. American Christians live a life of distraction. That's all we do. We're constantly distracted. Pull there, pull there, pull that way, and our nation's going you know where in a handbasket. And we're Oh my gosh. New King James says, And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. Comely means influential and honorable. That's what we should we should be influencing. We should be influential in this community, in our country, in this state. Absolutely. We should walk in the power and the anointing of Almighty God that they couldn't dare do something without checking with us. Honor. We should be walking in honor and integrity with the Word. So, that they may attend upon the Lord without distraction. That word attend means sitting constantly by. It means devoted. Not when you're free, when you can do it, when the weather's nice, no virus, virus. Sitting right by him. Yes, Lord. That you may sit constantly by the Lord without distraction. Now we call him what? Lord, right? Lord and Master. That means you have no say. He's your Lord. Remember? Yes, Lord. They'd walk into the presence of a man king and go, yes, Lord. We're talking about the supernatural God Almighty. And this is what he says to you and I. Deuteronomy 26, 18 says, And the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people. God said that. God said that about you. You came here on your own free will, worshiping, declaring God as your king, and he said, Okay, I am charging you to be a peculiar people. It's not an option. And the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people, his peculiar people, as he hath promised thee, and that thou should keep his commandments, listen, and to make thee high above all nations. That's why America has been great. Because in the beginning they avouched to be peculiar, special, under God. Now you can see we've lost that. But because of that, he made us high above all nations. Now listen, this is where we should be as a church, which he hath made in praise. Your praise should be awesome to God. In praise and in name. Christian! God-fearing! And in honor. That guy would never lie. I've known him for years. In honor. 
and in name, and in praise, in that thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God. When is the last time you heard anybody preach on holiness? Especially on TV. This is the Word, the Word of God. I'm going to be standing in front of Almighty God whose eyes make hills melt like wax, giving an account of everything I've said to you. You want to change places? Oh yes, every word, every word I have said. I've been doing this for 40 plus every word. You think I'm going to come up here and play games? That word of avouge means challenged and charged. God says, I'm challenging you, and I'm charging you this day that you are to be a peculiar people unto me. Not an option. Peculiar means unusual and special. That's what it means. A special man, they're on you. They're, they want more. They're coming back. They're seeking God. They're still praising. Unusual. <sighs> Sadly, though, I believe oftentimes we slip back to being ordinary. Amen. Ordinary. How can we do that? Ordinary. Routine. Predictable methodical I have days where I'm absolutely bummed out because I think God here I am this age I'm ordinary how can I be ordinary there's nothing ordinary about our God nothing ordinary about the God you serve and proclaim to love Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. Man, whether it's churning with a black cloud storm, you see some of them just hanging, looks like two feet over the city, or the beautiful sunrise and sunset. They declare the glory, the majesty, the power, and the might of God. 1 Chronicles 29, 11 says this, yours O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Trying to describe your God. For all that is in heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Your God. Your God. All we need is him back in the house of God. His presence, rich, dripping in the house. At times, we would go to L.A. once a year. And Jonathan would take us to these, oh, this is the most famous hot dog shop. You've seen it on TV. And this is the famous ice cream joint. And this is the last one, believe it or not, he took me to a sushi joint. Sugar... Sugar fish. And you wait for hours to get in. 
And the hot dog joint, it's like the old Dairy Queen. You're standing in line. You're, you're 13, 14 people back, 15 people back for a hot dog. Seriously. And then ice cream. And when you get in, you better know what you're doing. For a hot dog and for ice cream because they're hungry for that. Man, where's our hunger? I could tell Wayne, please run out there and check the doors. Is there a line? Are people waiting to get in the house of God? And he's not an ordinary God. Here's the American life, all put in a portion of Scripture. Luke 10.38 says this, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. A certain woman named Martha received him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, which sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. I hope you're hearing today. Do you know the Bible says you have ears and don't hear? That's scary. Lots of people are pumped to go to heaven. Streets of gold in my mansion, see him face. I shake sometimes when I think I got to stand before him. So here's Martha. Her sister's called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. Two people love God. And Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost not thou care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she may help me. The bum, where is she? Cumbered about means to be drawn away. Are you being drawn away? Cumbered? Overoccupied, too busy, drawn away mentally. Are you here this morning? Drawn away mentally. He's not an ordinary God. Therefore, listen, therefore, we cannot be ordinary people. He's not going to let you be. He's not going to let you. Be ordinary. You understand what he does to those eaglets at a certain time in the nest? When them eaglets are up there going, and they're hovering about a foot or so off the nest, and mom and daddy keeps feeding them, they're like, look, you're going to get out. You get out on your own. And they don't, and they won't. And so what's the Lord do? He comes and rips apart everything. He brings a 2020 in everybody's life. And he's like, get out and soar. You were made to be an eagle. Go soar in the heavenlies. No, we want hand fed. He's not an ordinary God, therefore he cannot, be, cannot have ordinary people. If you want to be ordinary, you're in the wrong place. Moses was convinced that without God's presence in his life, it was useless to attempt anything. God, we can't go anywhere unless you go with us. Are you convinced of that? 
Moses knew it was God's presence in Israel that set the nations apart. There's a kabillion churches. What's setting us apart? They sing, you sing. Someone preaches, I preach. Altar, altar. Sometimes a cross, sometimes not. What's setting us apart? Oh man, the supernatural presence. Aren't you got an appetite for that? I'll stand in line for that. We've been distracted. We're worried about what this dumb governor's going to say and what that goofy medical person's going to say and what the... It sets us apart from Mormons. It sets us apart from Jehovah Witnesses and other religions. It sets us apart from tradition. The presence of God. Matthew 5, 6. Always been there. It says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Sometimes, especially in the hot times, cutting grass, you know, the grass is like pretend grass. It's mostly dirt and dust and kind of blows and you're like camouflaged and you're cutting and you're so hot. And I'll watch my house sometimes. Because every once in a while, Ruth will come out with a glass of cold and I'm not paying much attention to what I'm cutting because I'm so dry and thirsty. Lord, please tell my wife to come out to give me a drink. That's what God's talking about. You're so dry and thirsty. God says, you'll be filled. You will be. You will be filled. That describes a profound hunger. Not... It can't be satisfied with a snack. It can't be. I've tried to give myself Holy Ghost snacks. Have you tried? Get a little Holy Ghost candy. Ooh, glory, hallelujah. It's a longing that endures and is never completely satisfied on this side of eternity. That hunger and that longing do you have it? Have you ever had it? What did you do with it? Where is it? Amen. The longing that you're like, don't quit now, Pat. Don't quit. We've got to pray. We've got to worship. I've got to come to the altar. Amen. If you're not hungry, and I have told the Lord, Lord, I don't, what, I don't know what's the matter with me. I've lost my appetite. Hunger and thirst. We see Christians hunger for many things. We do. Power and authority, success for sure. Comfort, oh, that's way up there. Happiness. I just want mine. I just want to be happy. I just want what's coming to me. But how many hunger for thirst and righteousness? Now listen to me. God-hungry men will find God. 
God-hungry church will find God. A God-hungry church. Not being bugged right now for 40 minutes, but a hunger, a hunger. Proverbs 19.15 says this, Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep. And that's what the enemy wants to do. Oh, he wants you to be nice in comfort, get your nice binky and blanket, and he'll just rock you. Amen. And you'll go, I want to serve God, I want to live you. You go. And you wake up old. Slothfulness casts us into a deep sleep, and the idle soul shall suffer hunger. I'm starving. Proverbs 27 7 says, The full soul loatheth a honeycomb. You push away from God's table, so I'm full. I can't eat another thing. I can't have another move, another prayer meeting, another Bible revelation. A full soul loathes it. I ain't coming back. This Sunday night off stuff is bad. Here's counsel from God. And this will mean nothing to you if you don't understand your spiritual poverty or our spiritual poverty as a country. Counsel from God simply says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. God is counseling you. Pastor, Pastor, can, can you counsel me? Can you go? I'll give it my best shot. God's saying, I will. I'll counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich. Gold tried in the fire. When everything's going wrong. When fear is rolling most in our land. And it is. We find you still standing and trusting Almighty God. That's gold tried in the fire. You stand on the word of Almighty God. And all the media and even your friends and half the churches say, You're crazy. And you're standing and say, God, live or die, I'm yours. On the word. Either it is or it isn't. God. David makes this declaration. 1 Chronicles 29. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and and majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is thine. Thine is thy kingdom, O Lord. Thou art exalted as head above all. You believe that. He goes on and says, Both riches and honor come of thee. Thou reignest over all, in thy hand is power and might. In God's hand. All we need is God back in the house. With his power and his might. Oh yes. Oh yes. And all you that have been blessed with all these little sweethearts that have been coming into the church, that's what you need. You need the power of God to come into their life. Through you. 
just like their milk and their care and their warmth comes from you. This must come from you. We must have God's presence in this place to handle what's going on out there. Joshua 1.5 says, And there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. What are they going to do when the power of God shows up? When God answers by fire. Vroom! What are you going to do now? He answered by fire. God says what? I haven't changed. What's he say? I Change. He's just a big show off. What more could any ministry want? TV ministry, please. All we need is the Shekinah glory of God. Do you know what that Shekinah glory, that's the weighty presence of God to where you walk in, you go, oh my gosh, it's so, where the place drips with holiness. Not playing, not waving my coat at you or going, just you shaking under the presence of a holy God who has just ushered in and turned up his presence even more. Ah, the weighty presence. They, they couldn't hold it. It was just too much. Oh man, wouldn't it be awesome? The atmosphere drip with the holiness of God. Don't you ache for that? Don't you long for that? Maybe some of you never really have been taken down that road. I understand that. But I have prayed for who would come here today. All we need is Almighty God back on the throne. It doesn't matter what the governor does, what happens to your job, the virus comes back. All we need is Almighty God back on the throne. Here, tangibly, and you know it. Well, you get someone who's fear of their own shadow and you say, you've got to come to church with me. You've got to sense and feel the power of God. Amen. And when they come here, our shelves cannot be empty. There's no way God is going to permit us to be ordinary. I've told some of you for years, I'm the king of rut. I like my rut. Who's a rut liker? I do. I just give me my rut and I'm happy. Yeah, well, God doesn't like ruts. Job 16, 12 says this, I was at ease. I was in my rut. 
This is awesome. Rut meaning I got, I know everything that's going on. Well, it goes on and says this. I was at ease, but he hath broken me asunder. Here I am at ease. Remember I told you? Lemonade sucking, hammock swinging Christian. That's me. This is awesome. Amen to my swingers. Amen. And God comes along and says, I got a job for you. No more swinging. Job, I was at ease, but he hath broken me asunder. He hath also taken me by the neck and shook me in pieces and set me up for his mark. Oh, you know what that means? Oh, my goodness. Set up for a mark means I'm going to closely watch you, Bruce. I got a job for you, and I'm putting you on order now. Notice. Come here. Grab him by the neck. You get it? And I'm going to watch what you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, God's not. God's love. Yeah, he is. But you ever turn the other side of the coin over? You, you have a one-sided coin. You don't want to see the other side of God. Most of us don't. That's why I said, I don't know if you're hearing. Hmm. I hope so. So we are not called to be ordinary, not in servanthood. Yeah, I'll do it when I can. I'll see you Sunday morning. Not in your commitment. Sunday night revelation is going to be awesome. Worship and praise. I couldn't stand it anymore in that one song. I just couldn't stand it. I had to come over and pound on my instrument. I can't play any of them, but I can play this. I can. Might be annoying to you, but I love it. Amen. 1 Samuel 10 says this, And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. Remember? God was looking for people to use, and he had all Israel walk past, all of them. And here comes the tribe of Benjamin. And Samuel says, Stop! So that means he let a lot of people go by that didn't fit his bill. When you hate that, God, don't pass me by. Don't pass me by. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Maitre was taken. Family Smith, family Jones. Next to Stop! And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they had sought him, he couldn't be found. Well, he opened up Wednesday prayer. Where's Saul? Mm. Mm. We're, we're, man, we're neck deep in the revelations. This is awesome. Where's Saul? Where is the one? Mm. I don't know where he is. That's actually what's going on. I'm not make-believing. They couldn't find him. 22 says, therefore they inquired of the Lord. Lord, where the heck, where is he? No one knew. 
If the man should yet come thither, and the Lord answered, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. He didn't want to work for God. He was hiding. God's church is hiding. Handpicked. Do you understand? God's looking for people to use. His eyes run to, fro, looking for that person. And here we are mostly. Johnny's got this league, that league, Sally, this league, this league, that league, that league, this, 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 that, 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 that. And I got to coach them all. Here's our promise. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for you will be filled. You will be. It's a promise. Not one of you can stand up and say, God's broke a promise to me. And here's another one. You're going to be filled with God. Filled with Almighty, Jehovah, Yahweh. And this is a strange feeling, both satisfies and keeps us longing for more. Ruth made brownies yesterday. Ooh. Just that nice, of course, chocolate, chocolate gooey stuff all on top. Up it came with a cold glass of milk. Heaven. I'm in heaven. <laughs> yeah, I woofed about three-fourths of it, and I went, <clears throat> I can't stand it anymore. It can't make me sick. That which I thought, that's not this. Oh, no, no, that's not this. Psalm 63, Psalm of David says, when he was in the wilderness of Judah, he said, oh, God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Thirsting for what? Look, look, to see thy power and glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. God, make us hungry for the things of God. To see your power and your glory. Hungry for your righteousness. Hungry. I'm not even here trying to tell you. I'm hungry. I'm here trying to I'm going to ask God, make me hungry for it. I eat things that after a while. Ugh. That word hunger here means to feel the craving or uneasiness by want of food. means to be oppressed by hunger. We're talking about for the presence and the power and the majesty of God. To have an eager desire too long. Or are we just pushing away from the table? Sorry, excuse me. I don't, I don't want anymore. I'm busy. That's a perfect uh, parallel with why the presence isn't here. Yep. God knows when he's not wanted. 
Have you ever gone somewhere? Man, I just went somewhere. Ooh. I went somewhere to be nice, to pray for somebody. That's borderline. Family members in there, and it was obvious one did not want me around. Obvious. So I stayed a little bit for the other one, the reason I came, but eventually I moved on because I was getting signals, get out and leave us alone. So I left, and I think that's what the presence of God does. It's all through. Is it, isn't it Ezekiel where it says the Spirit of God moved, and he moved back to the door? And we're all having church. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, Amen. glory. He's, at, he's back at the door waiting. Does anybody notice? And then he goes all the way to this door where you come in. And he's waiting again. And we're going, play it again, Rod. Come back up in. Blessings. Preach it. And he's, then he's down here by the mailbox. Does anybody know? How about these guys, man, when they were just talking? And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us? I'm always trying to be transparent, so I might as well. I'm cutting the grass. And I'm searching for this old stuff. I'm cutting grass crying. And you know, when you've got things on your head and you're cutting grass, you think no one can hear you or something. <laughs> and I started looking around thinking, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm losing it. Actually, because for aching about, he's screaming, you will not be satisfied with cookies and a cup of coffee and your feet on the altar. And I'm going, oh, they're gone. Your heart burns. I mean, it's consumed with fire. I want this burning. I kept telling God, God, I want this burning. I want set on fire. Amen. Fire from heaven, not from you. And even not from a coal song, but fire from heaven. Do you understand the fire from heaven lit the coals on the altar and never goes out? It never went out. As long as it was tended, God's fire doesn't go out. God tells you what? Tend it and keep it. It'll burn forever. Are you burning? All you wood burners, what happens if you sleep through, you don't get up or you care less? You get up in the morning doing what? It's the church. We're cold. We're cold. No one's going, praise God, I'm so glad to be in church. Methodical. Two, three songs, four songs, announcements, preach, altar call, see ya. Next Sunday. Just keep your tithes coming. See you next Sunday. Psalmist says this, 39.3 NIV, My heart grew hot within me as I meditated. 
The fire burned, he says, as you meditate on the things of God. Here it is Sunday morning. By the time we have prayer Wednesday, if you haven't done nothing, your fire's darn near out, if not out. Hate that about us, but that's what we are. Matthew 3.11, here's a promise. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with Holy Ghost. Now, that word with has been added. Holy Ghost and fire. You can't separate it. The Holy Ghost is fire. The fire is Holy Ghost. That's just put there for better grammar, I guess. Holy Ghost and fire. Heat, compassion, pursuing, hot pursuit. I was there yesterday getting all this stuff together, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, and my grandson's out there cutting, and I heard him, couldn't see him, and I looked out the front. Just as I looked out the front, I could just see his ball cap. He's down there, and, a, and all of a sudden I heard, zoom. State trooper was just driving. All of a sudden, he hit his lights and stomp. What was he doing? He was in hot pursuit. He was going to nab somebody. That's what we're talking about going after God. Move those lights on. Wham! And you go after God. Pursue to get. I think he's just making a show. He was out after somebody. I don't know if he got a call or someone whizzed by. You know it. They could throw their lights on here. Now have you pulled over down there by that thread place? That's how fast they'll get you. That's hot pursuit. Who's doing that? I don't think I saw any lights or sirens anything coming into church. God hungry men, church that's hungry for God will find them. They'll find them. Church that's hungry will go after this fire. Some of you might not. Malachi tells us, Malachi tells us, for he is like a refiner's fire. And you're what he throws in to refine you. That fire brings all the crud and dross up. He scrapes it off and pulls out this man or woman of God. One Kings 18. And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answers by fire. God will answer you by fire. And it won't be any boring <laughs> church or walk anymore. Even those heathens, what did they do when God hit that 
altar with fire, took all the water and stones and everything was gone. What those heathens do? They hit the deck and say, your God's gone, your God's gone. That's what we need in here for what's going on out there. So they can go and say, oh my gosh, your God is God, your God is God. Philippians says this, 3.13, Brother, and I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Look at me, look at me, listen to me. I'm tired of hearing all your church stories. Forget them. I know they're real. I know there's dumb pastors, dumb churches, dumb choir leaders, dumb secretaries, dumb sheep, dumb everything. They've ruined everything, but forget about it. Impress, it says now. Quit letting that stuff hold you back. I count myself not to have apprehended anything, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before. Forget the disappointments and the phonies. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Press. It's not hammock swinging time. And I'm telling you, I can be a gold medalist at this. I'm a rat lover. Long, long time ago, I gave you the frost recipe. I don't know if you guys remember that. I'm almost done, so don't panic. We're getting close to the frost season. When the weather conditions are just right. They're not yet. When the humidity is at a perfect percentage. And the inside and outside are at certain points, frost will appear on your window and you'll be out there. You know this is true. You've done it. Doesn't happen all the time. Only when specific conditions are met. Right? So the problem isn't that God is missing. The problem is that you and I haven't met the certain conditions. God's waiting. What else could he do? We have to create the atmosphere in here for the frost. Only a temperature change. Meeting certain conditions in the spirit realm will suddenly allow the crystallized presence of God to show up. Amen. And you'll be going, oh my gosh, oh my God, I can feel I can barely breathe. Oh my gosh, God's here. God hungry people will meet those conditions. Amen. They will. Yes, you will. Who wants to start? Well, I need my band back, please. Gentlemen and ladies, sending Judah first to make the way. It says this in Genesis. As they wind this down for our overcall. Remember a dude by the name of Jacob, who's a rascal. 
Remember Jacob and Esau? You remember finally when all the fluff and phoniness and whatever in Jacob's life was finally stopped, it says, and God found him alone. No TV, no running to this place or that place. Genesis 32, 24, let's stand, please. Please don't tune out. Don't tune out. Give me your good ear. Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Wrestling match. He was wrestling with God. It was an encounter with Almighty God. He goes wrestling with them. Trying to get to see if Jacob would quit. Cry, Uncle, Uncle. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't. A man, a man, a rascal, a serpenter, a cheater, a liar, got it and wouldn't. We can do that. And so God touched a hose. Went out of joint. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Ask yourself this question. Are you willing to walk the rest of your life with a limp? Because you had to have God. I have to. I have to have God. We've got to get the presence in this house. So foolishness stops in people's lives. If things are broken in their hearts because you and I pay the price. Are you willing to walk with a limp? Our altars are open. Please make your way.